Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Thank you to our super producer and host, Dave Shepard. He's holding it down on the other side of the glass. It's Thursday. Hope you had a good one. Means there's Thursday night football going on right now. And at this moment, at this second, the Tennessee Titans, they lead the Pittsburgh Steelers 13-10 in Pittsburgh. I know, think about this for a minute. The Pittsburgh Steelers have actually put points up on the board. It's absolutely amazing that they've been able to do so thus far. And then also, by the way, yeah, Will Levis starting again here for the Tennessee Titans. He hasn't thrown a touchdown yet. Maybe he's going to have another four coming in the second half of the game. We'll keep you up to date on this game as it continues on. Because that's what we do here on CBS Sports Radio. We talk about sports. It's NFL. It's Thursday. We got you covered. There's so much more that we need to get into over the next four hours as well. I know last night we we spent quite some time uh, talking about the passing of Bobby Knight. And we have some additional individuals who also have their own unique perspectives. Uh, Dusty May, head coach of Florida Atlantic. Yes, went on that, that final four run Earlier this year, Dusty May is going to come and join us because he was student manager for Bobby Knight. And then also, we're going to have on a basketball rarity in about an hour from now. This man won championships at just about every level that you could think of and played for Bobby Knight in 1976, picking up a championship, one of his many in different levels. Quinn Buckner is going to join us. I can't think of anyone more closely associated with basketball in Indiana than, I don't know, some other dude from French Lick. And so he's going to come through and join us in about an hour from now. Uh, Speaking of coaching, Jim Harbaugh in in Michigan, people are waiting on a punishment. We got a bunch of dudes now standing on sidelines wearing hats and sunglasses, uh, trying to get a leg up, and it looks like the other coaches want to kind of uh, band together and say, when you going to punish Harbaugh? And I really believe that Harbaugh, I mean, in the past, it seems that he's had one foot out the door. 
I think if things continue on like this, and depending on how the rest of the season goes, I think that they may politely, or maybe not politely, give him the boot. The World Series is over. Looks like we have some results in, and no, not the Texas Rangers winning the championship. We might have some results when it comes down to the ratings. And, hey, do you think the ratings are good? I'll give you a a little preview. No. We'll talk about that. James Harden introduced as the newest member of the Los Angeles Clippers, and he wasted no time in kind of throwing a little bit of a, not shade, but throwing some darts at the Sixers, and more specifically, throwing some darts at not Daryl Morey, but throwing darts at Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is doing television now. So we got a lot to do, a lot to talk about. If you want to hit me up, it's simple. The phone number here is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. But before we talk to Dusty May in about 15 minutes from now, he is a coach, right? His team starts next week. They get into action. Shep, they, they play next week. Finally here, right? It's crazy, JR. College basketball season is here now. And what a statement Dusty May made last year getting FAU to a Final Four. And JR, how about loyalty in college sports, which never seems to be the case? He's staying with them. Well, we're going to get into all that, Shep. Yes. We're going to get into all yes, that. Yes, basketball I is back. <laughs> We'll say again. <laughs> I know. I, I had a feeling, and uh, I can't wait to talk about James Harden, Jr. When it comes to being on the basketball court, man, don't you don't you look forward to that? Don't you pine for that at some point? No, gotcha. But we'll talk about it later on in the show. And yeah, so we got Dusty May coming up in about fifteen minutes, and and let's get this coaching conversation out the way. We know that the entire week, for the most part, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders have continued to prove that they are an absolute clown show. Uh, Mark Davis did provide a little bit more of a statement letting everyone know that, hey, why did you make the change? And Mark Davis's response was, I thought it was time to make a change. I also assume that Mark Davis is the kid that probably ate glue back in kindergarten. But besides that, he's made his change. Uh, Ziegler is gone as the general manager. McDaniels is now gone as the head coach. A former NFL linebacker, Antonio Pierce, is going to take over. He moves over from being linebacker's coach, and now he is the man in charge of the franchise, in charge of the team. Now, we heard from Antonio Pierce yesterday, but we didn't hear from, or who we did not hear from, happens to be the players. And there is no bigger player on the Las Vegas Raiders than Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams originally Wanted to go over to the Raiders to play with his old college teammate, old Bulldogs, Derek Carr. Well, now Derek Carr is gone. He's in New Orleans. Devontae Adams, as you can say that, he's stuck. Maybe he is. He's still a Raider, and things have gone into the toilet. He's also the biggest player on the team because they gave him a five-year, $140 million contract. But here's the problem. When you got Jimmy Garoppolo overthrowing passes to him, when you have Devontae Adams only hauling in one catch for 11 yards, yeah, it was definitely time for a change. And so Devontae Adams actually spoke to the media today following all of the nonsense that the Raiders have endured this week. And quite simply, Devontae Adams, he was asked, hey, how do you feel about what has taken place? And Devontae said, uh, he's happy that there's change, but he wanted to make it clear 
He wasn't trying to kill the whole cultures. Listen to this. Don't get it confused. We're not. It's not a celebration that we, you know, we have a new coach and you know there's, there's been changes made. We obviously, I think it was time, um, one way or the one way or the other, it was time for some sort of change, um, just to bring a little juice in and and you know revitalize the team a little bit. And I think it's more of a mindset that we're trying to, um, you know, not force but just have moving forward to to just be as positive as possible, you know, and we do have a change. So there's more of a, a reason, like a definitive shift. You know, we have, we have a, a thing put in place now where we can say, all right, well, you know, it's, it's, things are different now, but we got the opportunity to change it. So I think that's kind of the mindset we're having, just, you know, trying to have fun and enjoy our time in this building. Because I think, you know, as we speak to each other, it's been too much of um, just, this has just been feeling like work too much and not having enough fun. Oh, it's terrible when something feels like work. Everybody wants to have fun at work. Who doesn't want to have fun at work? And after this entire uh, interview, Devontae Adams in the locker room was shooting a, a Nerf basketball. And so I guess that's the type of fun that they're looking forward to. Because let me tell you something. He didn't have fun playing in that game against the Lions on Monday night. I didn't have fun sitting down watching it and then having to talk about it. Because who gives a damn about a bunch of losers? The Raiders, that's exactly what they are. They got a record of 3-5. and five. I mean, if you want to find or have a saving grace, the New York Giants are their next opponent. The New York Giants are a walking disaster all by themselves. And, and the Raiders, let's be real, what, what the hell do they have to look forward to the rest of the season? I think about the Raiders and I say, man, just let the bleeding stop. And poor Antonio Pierce. I'm glad that he's going to get an opportunity to coach. Maybe somebody will give him a look into the future. Maybe he will go on to be a defensive coordinator and be, quote-unquote, the next guy up for another team. But here with the Raiders, he's a dead man walking, right? Like, what are the odds that he holds on? Gruden had to get the boot because of his emails. Rich Passaccia takes over. They have success. And the next thing you know, they say, all right, well, anyway, let's get Passaccia out of here and bring in Josh McDaniels. Like, where in the world do the Raiders ever have some type of consistency? Where in the world does Mark Davis actually say, let me stick through on this? I mean, to to even think about the future, he just got rid of Josh McDaniels. And Josh McDaniels just got the job early last year. This is season number two. They signed him to a six-year contract. He didn't even complete year number two, and Mark Davis is already moving on. Mark Davis might as well just hire and fire every coach. He might as well keep a bunch of coaches on the payroll that don't even perform for the team. And so, unfortunately, I think Antonio Pierce is going to be the next dude. But he doesn't believe that. And why would he? He's the man that has to rile up the 53-man roster and, and get them ready to play. A matter of fact, Antonio Pierce, who happens to be from Los Angeles, he made it clear, man, I'm from L.A. Like coaching the Raiders, this was something that was supposed to be for me. Listen to this. I was born a Raider. I was born with the Raiders rolling in the Coliseum in L.A. I was rolling with N.W.A. talking straight out of Compton, <laughs> rocking Raider hats. So when the opportunity came to work with Josh and Pat Graham and Dave, I jumped on it. So that's what set me up for this. I was born this way. He's born this way. All right. Well, now Dave and Josh are gone. And now the team is yours. And so, as you are 3-5 and five already through the season, 
What the hell is the rest of the year going to look like, Antonio? Tell me. This is about the Raiders, and this is about this organization, and we're tired of losing. It's not a good feeling. We're a production-based business. We're about competition, being competitive, and play with an edge and a swag and a certain confidence that we walk out that damn tunnel that everybody watching TV can see it. Oh, okay. I like this. This seems like uh, organized Dan Campbell. Except for Dan Campbell, he got his opportunity. They gave him a runway. And God bless him, he's actually winning. And I know people don't feel all that positive about the uh, Lions, but for right now, they're doing a damn thing. You heard Antonio Pierce talk about the the, the fans and, and coming out of the tunnel, giving them something to be proud of. He continued on. He said, well, man, that's that's really the goal. The goal is to make the fans proud. It's a new chapter. It's a new era. It's a new mindset. What is that mindset? It's that of the rate of pride, the commitment to excellence, and making sure our alumni, our fan base, and Raider Nation are proud of what they see on the field. Uh, I, I hope this works out. This isn't exactly, uh, you know, Jeff Saturday being pulled off of his kids' high school team and, and pulled off of television last year by Jim Irsay just to babysit the rest of the way. This is, this is not the case. At least Antonio Pierce has been here uh, with the team. At least he does have some, uh, you know, coaching experience on the side in college here in the NFL as well. But it's a big old difference to go from linebacker's coach and now be the dude running the whole ship. And I got no idea, probably like you, whether or not Antonio Pierce is a good head coach, whether he's bad. I'm sure the players respect him, having been a former player cracking skulls out there. Nobody knows what he's going to do, how he's going to end up. But I could tell you this, I'd be shocked if it ends on a positive note. I'd be shocked if he got a real opportunity to have some type of success with the Raiders. I don't care if they finish the rest of the season at give or take 500. I don't care. There's going to come a point in time where Mark Davis looks at the next shiny new toy and decides to bring him in as the next head coach of the Raiders. And even if Antonio Pierce gets an opportunity next year to be the head coach, I think it's only a matter of time before Mark Davis pulls the plug. Because the GM, Mike Mayock, uh, Dave Ziegler, uh, Gruden, Bisaccia, they're not the problems here. The problem is the owner of the Raiders. The issue is he's not going to wake up and just fire himself. And so Devontae Adams... I'm happy that for a little while, going to work feels like fun. You could shoot Nerf basketballs, and, and it feels like a good time just over three days. Let me know how it feels when the losing keeps rolling. Aiden O'Connell is the new quarterback over Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is someone also sitting around making buckets of money, now not to play. Look, Mark Davis has all the reason in the world not to be happy. Jimmy Garoppolo got a three-year, $73 million deal just to sit on a bench? What a waste. We got Chandler Jones, unfortunately, having mental health issues. Uh, 
we got guys like Ruggs. Oh, my God, just this terrible instances of just off the field. People are dying in accidents. This is just bad. The Raiders have been awful. I just hope for Antonio Pierce that he gets a real shot, not here with the Raiders, but with another team. Show up, show out, do the best that you can, and hope that another team gives you a look somewhere into the future. Because the Raiders, they're dysfunctional. And it's only a matter of time before Mark Davis decides to push the button next on another reset. It's pretty ridiculous. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. If you want to talk to me, it's simple. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to someone who's actually had success as a head coach. He just helped take Florida Atlantic to the Final Four earlier this year. He also was a four-year student manager for Bobby Knight. His name is Dusty May. I'm going to ask him about the coaching profession, the upcoming season with Florida Atlantic, and then, yes, his relationship with Bobby Knight. This is the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're just getting started. Dusty May on the other side. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I know we've been talking about coaching. Unfortunately, it has to deal with the Raiders. But right now, we're going to switch gears. We're going to have a conversation with someone who is coaching right now. Head coach for Florida Atlantic. They went to the Final Four earlier this year. We're being joined right now by Dusty May. Coach May, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. Thank you for taking the time to to join us. I know it's been a difficult uh, 24 hours with the passing of of Bob Knight. Uh, For the audience and everyone listening not familiar, you spent four years as student manager out at Indiana. I guess my first question is, how the heck did you end up with that position? And and (laughs) how did you connect with Coach Knight? Well, I was uh, I did uh, a lot of odd jobs growing up, and I'd done some miscellaneous work for the team doctor, Dr. Larry Rink, who's a legendary uh, cardiologist. And uh, he wanted to help me get into coaching, and he, he just told me over and over, if I wanted to be a coach, I needed to go work. Obviously, I never called him Bob, but he did. And so he got my foot in the door. And at the time, there, were no, there weren't walk-ons, there weren't video coordinators. So the manager staff had a lot of, of responsibility. And you could, you, could, uh, de- you could, I guess, develop uh, a, a role and, and uh, ways to contribute. So um, that got my foot in the door. And then uh, every year just tried to do a little bit more. But it was a great experience. Dusty Mays joining us here at the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Now, you mentioned that there were no video coordinators, et cetera, things of that nature. What exactly did your job entail for Coach Knight? I'm sure you were doing plenty of odd jobs even in that role. Yeah, as a freshman and sophomore manager, you're doing a lot of the menial tasks, the typical managerial duties. And then by the time you get to, to be a junior, you could be in charge of stats. You could be in charge of the video room. Um you could be uh, assisting the assistant coaches in, in scouting, and so you're you're, you're you go more into uh, specialization roles, and um, you know whatever you're good at, you kind of uh, 
went to that area, but um, it was it was great training because, like I said, the staff were so small then. There were three assistant coaches, and there was a trainer on Indiana staff. There weren't, uh, you know, the, there weren't staffs like there are now. So it, it was a great way to almost be a, a, an unpaid intern to get the the practical experience that you needed to, to do the job when you were done. What did you take away from from that experience? We 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 can obviously look at the, the basketball results that you've had coaching Florida Atlantic, but what life experience did you take away from working with Coach Knight? I think the standards that the he sets the standard every single day with uh, focus, uh, attention to detail, concentration, intensity, and then uh, I, I think the one thing now he he was so stubborn with the way he felt like the game should be played, and I think sometimes as coaches we give in to maybe take it a little bit less. Than, than what what we believe is the right way to do things or the the right way the game should be played, and and so it's always a slippery slope. But uh, those are the things. In, in addition to the preparation and uh, the the love of of helping people and and being a great teacher. No human being is is perfect, Coach May, and and, and neither was was Coach Knight. There are people who were critical and still be critical. What would you say to any individual? Who, who wouldn't know Coach Knight that may kind of maybe swing them in another direction of thought? Well, I think when you just when you look at the the amount of love and respect and admiration his former players have for him, the people who really count, uh, that that would be the uh, I, I guess the basis of of my opinion. And then after that, obviously, we all have um, moments that we're probably not proud of, and 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 I think all of us humans have that. So. But I think the good by far outweighs the bad, and they so many people impacted so many lives, and a method to most of its madness. It was very calculated. There, there are a lot of folks who who, who can look and say, "Oh, there's, there's so much noise," and he was such a big personality. And sometimes I feel his contribution to the game of basketball kind of gets pushed to the side because of his personality. When you think about the X's and O's. What would you say his influence has been on the game? Oh, it's every level of every sport. Um, I mean, even pieces of, of you turn on the NBA game tonight and pieces of his motion offense with the screen angles, with uh, the ways to manipulate space. I mean, he's, he's, he has a hand uh, in, in all levels of basketball, all types of basketball, and then obviously his man-to-man defense. And he evolved. He changed. I mean, he, my, he, I was there his last four years, and he had even – went from his traditional man-to-man defense to switching and pre-switching and, and doing some uh, more creative modern things. So um, he always evolved, but his his attention to detail and ability to teach, make complex people were probably, uh, I think, some of his greatest gifts. Head coach of Florida Atlantic is joining us. Dusty May here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on, on CBS Sports Radio. As we, we talk about the legacy of, of Coach Bobby Knight you talk about change, and we've seen so much change in the space of basketball just over the past 20 or so, 25 years uh, from your exposure with Coach Knight up until now. How have you seen the game change? Well, it, it seems like it almost changes every few years, and, and you even hear, you hear so much about the European influence, and then you watch, and they're running some variation of flex or floppy and you know, I think the game is so cyclical, but now that the athletes are so big, the court's so small that you have to have shooting. Um, and so, obviously, the rules of the game have changed, especially at the NBA level. But 
yeah, I just think it's like everything else. It, it comes in cycles. You, you, for a few years, you see a lot of this, and then it phases out, and then you see this, and then it phases out. So I think everything just kind of goes in a, in a full circle, very similar to probably the, the fashion industry where, uh, you know, our parents – probably wore bell bottoms and someday they'll be back in, in vogue again. It's not as if someone's cr- creating a new brand of pants. It's just, it's coming back around. Hey coach may, I, I think uh, the bell bottoms, I think I remember them last <laughs> in maybe 97, 98. So we'll probably do. Okay. Well, if you see me, I don't have any fashion sense. So I don't really know. Head <laughs> coach Dusty May from Florida Atlantic is joining us. You, you talk about the changes stylistically, the way the game is played. But from your perspective, when you have to think about coaching, we hear the stories, we see it about the athletes being a little bit more sensitive. What are your thoughts on how the approach from a coaching perspective has changed? Is a little bit more kid gloves? No question. It, it's difficult to uh, coach players in front of their peers like like you want to sometimes because there's just not enough time to do it all individually. Um, but, yeah, there, there's so many factors. But, um you know, this is the first generation of, of young people that don't need adults for information. And so if we don't tell them the why, then they want to know why before they do it. And it's all natural. I mean, if you're curious anyway, you want to know the why you're doing anything. So I don't think it's all bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, every generation of, of people changes, and, and, and we have to change the way we communicate at times. But at the end of the day, the, the, the messages are, are still there, the unselfishness, playing for each other. Uh, it's just it's a little more difficult, I think, to get these young people to believe in it. Whereas I think when we were growing up, thus over 40 or, or whatever the case, we just believed it because our coaches told us. And now uh, we have to convince them, we have to persuade them why it's best for them as well. And so it's just different. But you know, it, it's always it's going to be different in 10 years. It's going to be different in 20 years. So it's it's up to us teachers and coaches to to evolve with. Uh, how you know current generations are raised well coach may i want to know how you continue to to move your message along i mean you guys with florida atlantic y'all went to the final four last year you're bringing back your starters how do you 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 keep the guys motivated what do you do it's it's human nature as you said to kind of become complacent a little bit yeah, our, our issue I don't think has been complacency as much as probably a, a little bit uh, too much ego where we've, we've been told how great we are. And I think it just gradually seeps in. And it, uh, it's not intentional, uh, but it does happen. So sometimes you have to get humbled by the game. Sometimes you can, you can figure out a ways to be humbled and still win. And so we're in that process. We know it's going to be very, very difficult, especially early on, because we're going to get everyone's best shot emotionally. And so we're, we're fighting it every day, but we're still trying to focus on us, and we're not trying to pick up where, off where we left off in April. We're simply trying to be um, good enough to win early in the season and then, and then grow throughout the year and be playing our best ball late. And, and I think sometimes when you bring everyone back, you simply expect pick up where you left off and if you're not up 15 points in the first five minutes of the game you're disappointed you play tight so we've just got to refocus and, and realize we've got to we've got to climb another mountain an even bigger mountain hey coach may i wish you guys nothing but the best for this upcoming season uh, hopefully we talk to you a couple more times and, and maybe it's back at that final four i know that would certainly be great <laughs> when, when you think about coach night just to kind of uh, summarize and, and wrap things up here just give me one final summation on, on what he meant to you? 
Well, you know, I, I'm someone that has no background in the game. I have no relatives, no, uh, I have no background in basketball, but simply for the reason I worked for him, he gave me an opportunity to be in his program. I was able to, to grow and progress in a business where I had no connections. And so I, I don't think that's common, but just the, the, because of, of what he created, people knew that if you worked under him, then, then you were, you're going to have a high level of competency. You're going to have a, a strong passion for the game. So there's, I think probably a, a close to a 0% chance I'd be a, a college head coach right now. If I simply didn't have the opportunity to, to be a part of his program. Well, coach may thank you again for taking the time to hop on a tough 24 hours. I, I wish you nothing but the best with this upcoming season with Florida Atlantic. Okay, good luck. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. No doubt about it. That head coach, Dusty May of Florida Atlantic, spent four years as student manager for Bobby Knight, 1996 to the year 2000. And we know about that run that Florida Atlantic went on uh, earlier this year. Tom flies go so fast uh, in the final four, losing on that buzzer beater to San Diego State as he, con- he tries to, to move his team over and get back to a championship level. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. If you want to talk to me, it's simple. You can call me up at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I, I liked what Coach May had to say about this, the, the evolution of coaching and, and being able to have to explain a little bit more uh, to the athletes that are out there. I'm going to get to your calls But then, speaking of coaching, I do want to talk to you about what's going on at Michigan because it appears that we have coaches not named Jim Harbaugh who are running around looking at the Big Ten to hand out a punishment. We're going to talk about that on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I just want to say thank you for being on this show and giving me some good content every time I leave my girlfriend's house, give me some time to chill, relax, and listen to some good sports news. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. I wish I could deliver to you some good sports news like right now for Thursday Night Football, but I can't. Tennessee Titans are beating the Steelers 16 13. We got a rookie quarterback versus a second-year quarterback in an offense that stinks. This game sucks. There's, there's no other way to put it. I mean, outside of looking at some of these Will Levis throws, there's, there's nothing to look forward to here on this game. We'll keep you up to date as it continues on. 12 minutes to go uh, in the fourth quarter right now. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, thank you so much to head coach Dusty May of Florida Atlantic for joining us in the prior break. Uh, He was a four-year student manager for Bobby Knight between 1996 and the year 2000, uh, obviously having uh, some success and maybe learned a thing or two, a whole lot of things, as he helped take Florida Atlantic to the Final Four earlier this year. His season gets going next week. He returns all five of his starters, and he looks to replicate the success from last season and how about even go Uh, further so thank you to Dusty May for coming through and sharing some of his insight uh, with his relationship with Coach Knight at the top of the hour 
We're going to talk to one of Coach Knight's former players. This man has won at basketball at every level, whether it be from college to the pros. He's now an analyst for the Indiana Pacers. We're going to talk to Quinn Buckner. He's going to come through and join us at the top of the hour. Let me go ahead and talk to you right now. Uh, let's go to Marshall. Marshall is calling up from Milwaukee. You're on CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Brief Show. How are you, Marshall? Well, good evening, JR. It's been quite a while since I've called. I wish it was under better circumstances. Thank you, first of all, for all the guests that you've had on. I listened some last night. Uh, Randy Whitman, I'll just start there, was in my right in the heart of my era. I'm one year younger than him. I was at the University of North Carolina in school when his Hoosiers and Isaiah had that magic run and beat us in the final and fouled out worthy in that game. And and one game in my time that hasn't even been mentioned, and it was not in the championship, but in 1984, it underscored why I think Bobby Knight's the greatest strategist ever, even though he broke my heart a number of times, guys. It, it was, to me, outside of the championship and semifinal rounds, one of the biggest upsets ever when his Hoosiers went into Atlanta and beat the Tar Heels with Jordan, Kenny Smith, Brad Doherty, Sam Perkins at all. He won that game by four points. Yes, Kenny was a little banged up, but we still on paper had a much better team. And Alford hit seven threes that night, was just blindfolded. It was when the three was being experimented with. And um, it took me three days to get over that game, folks. Mm-hmm. It, it, I was a 23-year-old kid at the time, if you will. It, but it, 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 it's a reminder of what a great strategist night was and uh, you know, he had his issues, but I always told people, and I was telling people this yesterday when I got the news, I was at a Bible study mm. here in Milwaukee in my church last night when we saw on my smartphone that he had passed. And I told him I always had for Bobby Knight more pluses than minuses. That's what I always said. And uh, I think that you have to look at the whole package, not just at, 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 at the, the snippets that too often were thrown out there. Dean Smith liked them, guys. There were a lot of – Al McGuire, God rest his soul, a guy who I watched in the 70s up here, my first then. He liked he liked Bobby Knight, revered what he did. And uh, Marquette, hey, he broke Al McGuire's heart a couple times in 73 and in 76. And uh, you'll have Quinn Butner on. Quinn Butner was in that game in 76. So, you know, I can just attest what a great coach he was, and he did far more good than, than good – than, than bad. And just one last thing, JR, I know you're in a hurry. Uh, condolences on Walter Davis. Uh, that was a gut punch today. I remember him from the 77 Tar Heels and the Marquette UNC thing and everything else. And um, it's just a great night to go down memory lane here. And I appreciate everything that you've done to, to, uh, to enforce this in the last 24 hours. Well, thank you, Marshall, for coming by and, and providing your perspective. And, and thank you. You call me up anytime, okay? Don't hold off. You, you bet. You bet. And uh, keep up the good work. Uh, thank you, Marshall. Appreciate you for calling up for Milwaukee. And, yes, uh, uh, Walter Davis did pass away today. Uh, former uh, Phoenix Sun, UNC player. I found out about that uh, in my car rolling around, you know, earlier today. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I don't want to say we, we went back to back here. Certainly R.I.P. to to Walter Davis. And yet, we're going to have Quinn Buckner coming through at at the top of the hour. And I'm I'm glad that he brought up the point about you got to look at the the whole picture. 
you know, anybody can have their opinion about anybody, whether it be good or whether it be bad. And, and Shep, last night you shared your own perspective on, on a conversation you had. I think it was the first time ever that you had to go out there and, and book uh, Coach Knight and you spoke to him. I, I've never had an interaction uh, with him. And it's just you, you got to look at the, the, the big picture. Uh, he's not here anymore. But from all indications, anyone who has ever spoken or actually knew him, anybody who actually knew him, everything that is said is positive. And I don't think it's by, by, by happenstance that a lot of the clips and a lot of the things that we've seen that have now in 2023 and over the years gone viral or got played on TV, got played on the radio, that received so much prominence. I, I think there was a, a method to his madness, and I think to a certain degree he didn't care. And is that the best attitude to have? Uh, probably not. But when you go ahead and, and look at the results, it appears that he was kind of burning the candle on both ends. It's like, hey, I'm going to push and push and push uh, to, to, to get success. And then that same push that got him to success is also the same push, unfortunately, uh, that got him pushed out the door at Indiana yeah. uh, at 2000. And also, you know, got him just just uh, a lot of beef. And he ain't perfect. He wasn't perfect. Uh, but it is really taking a look at the the whole picture. Shep, did, did what I just say make any type of sense? It, made, a a lot of, it, it made so much sense. You know, JR, the thing that I've always uh, – I, I respect a lot about you, but I, I, I can't imagine the hoops that you've had to go through to get the guests that you have had on your channel, on your YouTube channel, and, and obviously on CBS Sports Radio. I don't think people appreciate how many rejections you have to take, how many no's you have to hear, how many silences that you have to endure. And when you're dealing with someone like Bob Knight – um, they are a larger-than-life personality. When they walk into a room, everybody knows it. And a lot of times, when you get a hold of these people, they either don't respond when you reach out or they come up with an even more terse, how the hell did you get this number? JR, he couldn't have been nicer. He spoke to me like I was a five-star recruit. He spoke to me as if I was going to be the next player he coached at West Point or Texas Tech or obviously what we all know him from, Indiana. He gave me an hour of his time. I was nobody, JR. And he talked to me like I was his son. I, I, I'll, I'll never forget that experience. And JR, I, I, you know, I wanted to be a, a basketball player on the Division I level at one point. I was, I was very close. We can go into that story a different day. But I remember coming across the Texas Tech student managers at the time. And I remember asking them what it's like to work under Coach Knight. And they said, we have never been treated better by any adult than the way we are treated by Coach Knight. And those are student managers. Those are not players that girls and, and boys are fawning over. Those are not guys that are moving the needle of, of the university. Those are student managers. And for them to say that about Bob Knight, what a special human being he was. Obviously, the media has its job. Ratings have their job, so they are going to spice up the life and the controversy of Bob Knight. Jr. one of the best human beings there has ever been in college basketball. And there was not a cleaner more integral coach in terms of X's and O's, and no coach with more integrity when it's all said and done, JR. And he was revolutionary. Now let me ask you this. You ready? I'm ready. 
when the hell are you gonna get to culture, man? When you gonna do some more coaching? You coaching that that team? When are you gonna do some more? Coaching? Oh, 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 I'm I'm still coaching. I, I coach I coach Calhoun Jr. There's always been you'd be a hell of a coach, by the way. Um, there's always been a part of me that's torn because I you know I'm I'm like you, man. We we don't we don't have typical media personalities, and what I mean by that is, you and I are not low hanging fruit when we do this. Uh, we don't go for the lowest common denominator. We talk to people as if we want to be talked to in that same manner. We don't go after athletes. We don't slam people. We don't do things for clicks. We don't do things for ratings. You generate ratings because of how good you are, but you don't do your show because of that. And that's where our industry has gone. But I feel like with coaching, that's just – that's not about ratings. That's about influencing and touching people's lives. You do that every day on the radio. I like to think I do that every Sunday in, in, in small part whenever I'm with you every weeknight, JR. There's always a part of me that's torn as to whether I should stay in this industry or really pursue coaching full throttle. I, but yeah, I, I coached, um, you know, I, I coached some famous kids of, I, I've, you know, I, I have no problem saying this, Jared. I, I coached Carmelo Anthony's kid. So where the hell is Kai? In? <laughs> so, so he doesn't play there anymore. I think he's at um, Christ the King, right? Yeah, he did go over Christ. All right, team. right. I mean, he was at he was um, at he Queens. was at Calhoun at one point, which is the school that I coach at. And there's uh there's a lot of uh, famous people in our industry that have kids that that play there. Um, but yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, but where, where's uh, where's your team like right now? That's, that's oh well, I coach JV, and we're you know we're zero and zero. We're just starting. We're just starting the the season. Um, but I I, I love I love basketball. Like when I when I talk basketball, Jr. It's like it's like my second language. You know. Okay, I can dig it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, JR, stuff. would you would, you ever feel like uh, you missed your calling as as a coach because you have such a nurturing like way about you and that's not always emblematic of someone that does what you do for a living? No, that ship has sailed a long time ago, man. I ain't doing it. Really? No, I'm not doing that. Oh, Maybe yeah, because, you know, you're so you're so old right now. I, I agree. Yeah, you're, you're on the back nine, of course. Yeah, no, nah, but no, nah, I'm not doing that, man. Just hang out, connect with people in other ways. Fair enough. Said, it was cool. It was a cool thought when I was when I was like younger, like early in my early twenties, younger. But nah, not no more, man. Gotcha. Can I just sit here and talk, utilize media technology, yeah, run can, my mouth, watch can, terrible can, can football I, on a Thursday. Can I, can I mention something very quickly? Yes, you yeah, talk, you, but but more yeah. importantly, you 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 connect. You don't just you don't just talk. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Chef. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Damn it, I don't just talk. I connect. And on the other side of the break, we're going to connect with someone who played for Coach Knight. Man, he didn't just play. He won, and then he won some more, and he won some more. Quinn Buckner coming up next. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. Connecting with everybody on CBS Sports Radio. Connecting with Emmett Smith tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.